Hello, and welcome to the Joy in the Word podcast. Today is Father's Day, so I felt compelled to go back and revisit our discussion from several years ago on Father's Day, and the fact that God is our Father, and that God is love, and that God is good, and that He is always there for us. So we haven't gone over this discussion in several years, and I want to go back and, and revisit it and go back through it. Because it is so important for us to understand the depths of God's love for us, the depths of his goodness, and that he is our father who we call Abba, Father. Today on the calendar is a day that we call Father's Day. And there are so many reasons to be grateful for everything that our fathers have done for us, to whatever extent they could do those things. But we would be remiss if we did not also honor and thank our Heavenly Father for who He is, and how He created us, and how He's poured into us. In Isaiah chapter 64, it says, O Lord, You are our Father. We are the clay, and You are the potter. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, it says, For us, there is but one God, the Father, from whom everything came. In Ephesians chapter 4, it says there is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to one hope when you were called, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all. And he is over all and through all and in all. If we turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it says, Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear but you've received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, he didn't just say Father. He said we cry out, Abba, Father. Abba means that there's an especially close relationship that is intimate and personal and real and tangible and alive in our life. We can cry out to him in that way. It's It's so personal and it's so real. That's what Romans 8 is talking about. So we know that God is our father and we know that he purposefully chose us to be his children and that he wants an intimate and personal relationship with us. But what else does he want to be known by? Moses had asked the Lord, what do you want to be known as? And the Lord said, I am that I am. And the depth of that statement is overwhelming. Because he truly is everything. He is all in all. The creator of the heavens and the earth. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. He is all in all. And so Moses had one time asked him in Exodus chapter 33. Show me who you are. Show me your glory. And the Lord could have shown him anything. He could have shown him whatever extent of who the Lord is that Moses could have handled understanding. And the Lord chose to show Moses his goodness. And so we know that the Lord's goodness surpasses all of our understanding. In verse 19, it says, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. So when this happened, Moses' face actually radiated the light of the presence of God and the goodness that passed over him. And when that happened, it says the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, who's slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, and maintaining love to thousands. Love. So 
he's known by his goodness but he's also known of course by his love and so i want to go there in first uh, john chapter 4 so if we go to verse 16 it actually defines god as love it said god is love whoever lives in love lives in god and god in him it says there is no fear in love because perfect love drives out fear it says in verse 19, we love because he first loved us. But what's so important here is the definition. It says, God is love. He is love. He's all things, of course, but he actually is love. It's impossible to understand love without understanding God. So if we think about love, a lot of times we think about 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's known as the love chapter. And I want to go there and I want to read it with a different understanding about this definition of God being love. The way that it reads, of course, is in verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects, always trusts always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So we just read in 1 John that God is love. And if we read here in 1 Corinthians and we read it that way, we understand that God is love. We also understand that God is our father. Let's read it that way to where we really understand what it's saying. God, our father is patient. God, our father is kind. God our Father does not envy. He does not boast. He is not proud. He is not rude. He is not self-seeking. He is not easily angered. He keeps no record of wrongs. God our Father does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. God our Father always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. God our Father never fails. God our Father never fails. He will never leave us and he will never forsake us. So today on this Father's Day, I just want to express my humble gratitude to my Father, my Heavenly Father. And I know that you are love and you are good and you are my Father and you will always protect me. You will always take care of me and you will never fail me. Thank you for being our father.